Before I start this show, I need to offer a disclaimer. Some of the material today is sensitive. If you have children, I recommend moving them away from the computer screen. Where's my music coming from here? I don't even know where that's coming from, but it does feel appropriate for this disclaimer. Anyways, if you have small children, a lot of the content here is going to be graphic in nature. Oh, it's because I had uh, this video on in the other YouTube channel. Back to the business at hand. Some of this content is going to be graphic. Words like GPP and low-owned and leverage might be thrown around. I want you guys to know that I love you, that I'm the cash game king, but we have to get through this week 17 portfolio review. I suffer from a debilitating condition known as atropic shockitis. Peter's one of the greatest depositors I've ever seen. Trust the process. Let's go. Let's go. I got auto match with Levitan. This is bullshit. If I just go the other way in that 66, I win all the money. All the money. If I had 150 lineups, I'd win too. Process over results. Hey everyone. All right. Hey everyone. Hope you guys all had a nice New Year's. It is now 2024. I exclusively play cash games, but we did have some, I just even hate saying the word tournaments. Um, that we do need to discuss from the year 2023. Fortunately, we have turned the corner and we now exclusively play God's game. I am the cash game king. This is the cash game week. And I do think I should pour myself a little coffee. If there's one constant between my former GPP self and my current cash game king, it is that I still drink coffee around here on the portfolio review. So uh, let's uh, you know pour into the cash game king. Uh, mug, which is available in the store, links down below. Mm. GM, GM, Jason had a good year. Uh, ooh, see, Waylon spoiling me on the uh, the Swolecast head-to-head with Clay Matthews. We'll discuss that tomorrow on the Swolecast. I haven't even looked at that one yet. A little spoiler there. Uh, apparently, Clay ran out a dusty lineup. I will be sending Clay a head-to-head on DraftKings.com this week. Would love to get some more of those Clay Matthews bucks. Uh, Matt Skull got fifth in the main Battle Royale on Sunday. Congratulations. 7.2 poor. We'll take it. Uh, happy New Year, Mr. Roofing Man. Happy New Year. Michael Zimmerman. Uh, many of you have already sent me cash game invites. Uh, if you do want to come at the king, you best not miss. Revert Z Top on DraftKings. I've already gotten uh, probably more head-to-head invites in the past 24 hours than Nate Noling has gotten in his entire life. Um, but yeah, we do need to uh, circle back, talk uh, about uh, you know some of this best ball stuff here. Um, to close the book, um, first of all, shout out to Dude Woe Panther A O N C A on on Twitter. Man, it was so much easier when it was just Daily Rojo or Chess Liam. Now we have to say Amin zero eight one one. Amin zero eight one one doesn't quite roll off the tongue, but he is our best ball champ took it down with a lineup that we can look at in a second here. And the the best part about all of this is the congratulatory self-congratulatory tweet here. Someone slapped me to wake me up from this dream. First of all, dude, whoa, don't ask best ball Twitter to slap you because there will be a lot of people who will be willing to line up in droves and slap you. I consume countless hours of content from Pat Corain, Chess Liam, Peter Overzet, but my favorite is Soccer Dave, who taught me to live a little. Definitely max this tourney if you can. Super fun to draft along with you guys. Uh, a lot to unpack there, but I think Kitchen getting a shout-out in the $3 million tweet is certainly the version of this simulation that we all deserve. 
uh, Kitchen. Ha ha, my man, you lived a little and now have a story to tell. Congratulations and happy new year. And then I, I later learned uh, that Kitchen is already uh, in the lab working on Live a Little merch. So there you go. Kitchen is not going to let this opportunity pass him by. But I need to make sure I'm not cannibalizing all of my uh, material for Overzet's overview uh, tomorrow. But yeah, shout out to Amin. Uh, actually, I see Easy in the chat had his uh, thread here. Thought we could quickly look at this just to kind of talk about his lineup. And this lineup is obviously going to get deconstructed and talked about a lot this year. But uh, I know some people were like, oh, this is like kind of a gross lineup or I wouldn't have found my way onto it. Um, I mean, there's some pieces of it that might seem like weird or not just like GTO optimal or whatever. Um, but I, I think it's a really good lineup and it makes a ton of sense here. You know, there's still correlated pieces here on a team level, three Green Bay, two Pittsburgh, two Miami, two Detroit. You do have a couple week 17 stacks there with Minnesota in Green Bay with Dallas in Detroit. So clearly optimizing for week 17. It's also uh, a true zero RB build, uh, which it is funny. I saw Liam had that tweet where it, it literally was two years ago. Like if you guys weren't on Twitter a couple years ago, um, like all the adults on Twitter would just be like, you can't win a major tournament with zero RB. You can't win a tournament on underdog. It's half point PPR. You need the running backs early. Well, here we are. And what's so funny about this team winning with pure zero RB is that now those people are moving the goalposts and they want to talk about week 17 correlation. Instead, we've moved on from zero RB tournament trutherism to week 17 correlation trutherism. Despite having two back-to-back -back champs, three uh, with Liam, if you count his uh, his midi correlations that strongly featured week 17 correlation. So it's just a beautiful time to be alive, guys. Um, all of these things people pounded the table about and said didn't matter or couldn't be done. And yet here we are uh, year after year of those strategies. Surprise, uh, being optimal. But uh, shout out here to Amin for taking this down. Just a super fun team with some of these pieces. You can see with Easy Sheet here, you can see some of the uh, ADP value. Obviously, Raheem Moster, one Dolphin in every draft, um, proved to be correct. Uh, Juwan Johnson ended up being a nice value, ended up hitting his lineup there in week 17. Jaden Reed, of course, ended up being one of the better rookie picks. And you know what's fun about reviewing like the lineup that actually wins is, you know, there were better late round picks um, as far as in the regular season. Like if you had Tank Dell, like you would have probably have taken Tank Dell over Jaden Reed, but then Tank Dell gets hurt and those points are no longer good for you. Or even a guy like Adam Thielen, who was a monster advance rate player thanks to what he did, what, first eight, nine weeks of the season, and then was completely useless. And so I love looking at the lineup here that was able to traverse all of those different things, where it's like George Pickens, who he spent you know a fifth-round pick on, was dust for most of the year, but then has the massive Week 16 game to help move you along. Um, I would say the funniest pick, on here, oh, and obviously same for Amari Cooper, but I would say the funniest pick on here is Alexander Madison, who was pretty much worthless the entire season. Um, and also what's so funny about that is this pick, the Alexander Madison pick was probably strictly because of the Christian Watson pick, which led him to Jordan Love, which led him to Jaden Reed and helped win him $3 million. So you can miss me with the bullshit that week 17 correlation had nothing to do with helping this team win uh, $3 million. Mm. Let's see here. Um, yeah, anything uh, other takeaways here? I mean, I think the stuff that people will look at as weird would be like the one-off CJ Stroud and one-off Kyron Williams. Um, at the very end there, obviously Kyron was the, I think when you look across the entire year, I mean, either him or Puka, right? Like those are the uh, best ball MVPs of the year. You could get them in the last round. Um, I even, I think it was, was it Copper? I know Copper Price's team in the finals had both Puka and Kyron Williams on there. Um, but yeah, the CJ Stroud pick ended up being huge, uh, especially because you had that stretch there where, I mean, Tua, Tua is kind of a weird pick in that he started off so hot and then really turned into an almost unusual, uh, unusable quarterback down the stretch. Just no ceiling there for a while. But between Jordan Love and CJ Stroud there, was able to kind of paper over 
um, some of the other bad Tua weeks and really have a strong quarterback during most of these segments of the season. Um, same with like the DeAndre Swift, James Conner. Like you see how these pieces fit together. Like DeAndre Swift started out the season pretty hot and then really turned into a pumpkin, whereas James Conner was kind of the opposite, missed a lot of the beginning of the season and then came on really hot, um, which is ultimately, I think, what you need at the top. You need guys like Amon Ra and CeeDee Lamb who are consistently good throughout the year. You need some of these spiked week wide receivers to come along at the right moment. Uh, but then if you can just get the pieces to line up where you're getting production from one guy for this leg, you're getting production from the next guy for the second leg, you can see how it all comes together there really well. Even a guy like Sam Laporta, um, who kind of ping-ponged some big weeks with some duds, but then to have a guy like Jawan Johnson show up at the last minute. Um, and I think that's another takeaway from this lineup. Like you look at this build, this 3663 build, and to me, the like robustness at all of the positions is a resilience build. Um, where you're acknowledging like, yeah, I'm going to have one week where Laporta does nothing for me. And I'm going to show up in the finals in a low-owned Jawan Johnson. I'm going to need that. Or I am going to have weeks where Tua and Jordan Love do nothing. And I'm going to need CJ Stroud there at the end to carry me. So to me, that's like one of the interesting parts about this. And why I did uh, a ton of three quarterback teams this year, partly because of I thought that was the best way to navigate the gauntlet of one of 16, one of 16, one of 441, of having those separate outs. Um, but you also see that kind of play out through the regular season as well. And just having these guys who can carry you through these stretches. Um, and yeah, it's it's interesting. The back half of the draft has a lot of big hits. Chuba ended up being one of the running back picks, but kind of a lot of misses here early. I mean, when you see Christian Watson and Alexander Madison, like if you just showed someone the top half of this lineup, you know, what, a month ago, they would have said this team is dead, just completely dead. Uh, so that is the uh, the beauty of the Best Ball Mania tournament, having enough guys to carry you in. And then it's like, oh, thank you for your one good week, Amari Cooper, to propel me, him and George Pickens. Uh, just a fun team. I think we'll all have a lot of fun deconstructing this lineup uh, throughout the year. But again, Shout out to Amin here on taking it down, uh, a Swole cast fan, and apparently a poker player and a techno in-house producer. I'm sure Liam has already sent him about a million DMs to come on his show. Uh, I would love to do a show here uh, with him eventually, too, as things settle down. But uh, congrats once again to our new Best Ball Mania champ, $3 million. What are we going to say? Because it was chasing Karain, or uh, chasing Amin. Is that, it just doesn't have, I guess it has a little bit of a ring to it. Chasing a mean, we'll have to workshop that. Mm. There it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, that's that's the interview we deserve. He's got to be on Lulz three times this summer. I'll, I'll see how he is on Liam's show, and then we'll go from there. We'll let Liam vet our $3 million champ. Mm. All right. So, uh, like I said, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about best ball mania, the structure, the, all of that good stuff, tweaks we want to see made. Um, but yeah, I ended up having, uh, I had two teams in the, uh, the big board final. I actually thought, uh, one of these teams was going to be a little fun, um, there for a bit. Um, let's see, can you guys see this full team here? Yeah. So I finished in 53rd, um, this team, I was like, oh, this could be kind of fun because I had Justin Fields, I had DJ Moore, um, I had Devontae Adams. That was when I was like, oh, this this team might be able to cook a little bit, but I got absolutely nothing at running back. My highest scoring running back in week 17 on this lineup was Tyler Algiers, 15.3 points, and then DeAndre Swift's 7.1. Those were my running back scores. And then my tight end, I got two points from Kate Otten and zero from Cole Komet. The wide receiver scores were pretty sick. 31 from Devonta Adams, uh, 26 from DJ Moore, 19 from Amon Ra, and then 18 from Darius Slayton. Shout out Darius Slayton for stringing together two good weeks there at the end. Um, that that would have been like the skeleton key uh, late round mini correlation. Like if you take Darius Slayton and then you're like, oh, I'll take Puka or Kyron with him. Uh, Darius Slayton then Kyron would have been a very nice mini to finish out your drafts in hindsight with. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Alvin Kamara, who I had on this team, leaves this game early. 
Raheem Mostert doesn't play. Jameer Gibbs in a shootout game, his score doesn't hit my lineup. Um, so yeah, I don't think I was ever live for first, but I think if I would have gotten, you know, anything from tight end, which would have hit my lineup, um, and then anything from running back to like even those extra, you know, 20 points. Like if I get 20 points, if I get, you know, 17 from Swift or whatever, Gibbs gives me 17 and I get 10 there, um, I'm immediately up into fifth or sixth place here. So I, I don't think I would have ever been able to hunt down a zingy here with 185, um, but could have been a much better finish there in, uh, in the big board. Andy finished fourth in the big board. Where are you? Right here. Nice. DW12. Is that your username, Andrew? Uh, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Lamar Jackson. That's the beauty of the big board, too, is like there were just so many more dead players on these rosters just by the fact that we drafted them back in March or whenever. Um, nice, lean, skinny running back room here. Rashad Penny, Devon A. Chain, Khalil Herbert, James Cook, Jameer Gibbs. Um, what the hell? Wide receiver Charlie Jones on this team. This is this is incredible. Look at all these rookies here. Charlie Jones, uh, Trey Palmer, Cedric Tillman, Marvin Mims um, had the same two wide receivers that I did there. Amon Ra, Devontae Adams, and then three tight end build Dalton Schultz, David Njoku, Dallas Goddard. Uh, congratulations. My uh, my actual kind of what if tilt was my big dog team. Um, this was the one that I was kind of manually calculating in my head. Uh, if it would have made it to uh, the final. So I'll, I'll let you guys get tortured with me on this one. Um, let me pull up this Bulldog team. So first off, this team was never going to advance. It finished in, let me drop myself down here. Um, it finished in fifth in this pod. Uh, Scam Newton, who I believe uh, is is in the Deposit Kingdom Discord, ran away with this with uh, an Amari Cooper uh, team here. But just look at this team and what it would have done in week 17. If anyone wants to feel some tilt with me, Lamar Jackson on this team, uh, Kenneth Walker, Devon Achan, Jerome Ford, three pretty good running backs to have in week 17. Uh, CD lamb, pretty good wide receiver to have in week 17. Zay flowers, pretty good wide receiver to have in week 17. Uh, I assume uh, Debo's score or Elijah Moore's would have hit as my third wide receiver. And then Isaiah likely uh, pretty good score. Uh, no one go and do the math on how many points that would have scored and if I would have won the Bulldog uh, for $30,000, but I'm just going to kind of assume if I made it to uh, to the finals, I would have won the Bulldog. But them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. The team bricked out in week uh, 16, so no dice. Mm. Big board payout doesn't feel nice, but drafting in March does. I mean, hey, I mean, a $200,000 top prize for a contest we got to draft before uh, the NFL draft even happened. I mean, that's not too bad of a prize. It, I mean, it was a big final, uh, bigger than the best ball mania final, still pretty top heavy, but can't complain about having a little sweat there uh, for uh, week 17. Um, dude, the Derek, the Derek Carr lineups uh, cashed, man. Yeah, we can, we can pull up, we can pull up some of that. Uh, the Derek Carr, we're going to head to the Deposit Kingdom in a second, but I actually want to stay on Underdog in a second. Um, so those of you who are YouTube members uh, probably checked in for the show I did with Easy uh, on, uh, what was it, Saturday night? Uh, yeah, and so Easy and I, we ended up drafting a team into Bomb, the $100 contest on uh, on underdog. And then we also built a Millie maker team and easy was all over the Lamar Jackson, Isaiah likely stuff. Um, lo and behold, we draft a team that finishes in second in the bomb. Uh, just one bullet there that we did collectively 140 points, um, basically had the nuts. Um, we didn't have Devonte Adams, uh, which would have been the only other piece that could have helped us win first there. But we had Lamar Jackson to Isaiah likely stack. Lamar goes absolutely nuts. Um, we used Kyron Williams uh, as our first pick, came back and grabbed Cooper Cup. There also had Brandon Ayuk. And then the other super sick call was taking Isaiah Pacheco, who my guess, like based on his ADP, I wasn't drafted or I was drafting him in the Battle Royales where he was not hardly getting drafted. Um, he had an ADP after 35, or I guess he closed at 34.4, probably some people coming in late to draft him, but he was not getting drafted in the majority of contests. And I guarantee into bomb, 
he was probably only on a handful of total rosters. So that ended up being a differentiator pick whenever you can get that running back who isn't on all of the lineups who goes for 25 plus. So super sick team here. And then all kinds of friends and family on this leaderboard. We had Jewish McCaffrey here who also had the Lamar likely, um, but just didn't get enough here from the wide receivers, Nico and Evans. We had Nez finishing fourth, also had uh, Lamar, but with Kyron and Zay, Zay instead of likely there. Um, who else did we have? We had Copper finishing sixth here. He did have Pacheco, um, but then some lower scores there from uh, Mike Evans that kept him out of the top five. And then uh, Neil Farley as well had the Fields DJ Moore, which was another kind of skeleton key stack for Battle Royale. I wrote that one up in the Fantasy Life Hidden Gems piece. Um, and that one hits pretty well, but only 7.6 from Darren Waller. Um, but another good running back pairing here with Kyron Williams and Jonathan Taylor. So yeah, Easy and I will be getting together to uh, to draft uh, some more teams. Maybe we'll fire uh, some stuff on DraftKings throughout the playoffs. But yeah, check out that show with Easy if you guys hang around the Deposit Kingdom. I think you would enjoy that interview. We talked about a lot of best ball stuff, um, Easy's play over the years, how he became uh, a top notch uh, DFS player and drafter. So if you're a YouTube member, uh, Hand Builders and Opto Bros, uh, I, actually the DFS After Dark. If you're a best ball value hound, you'll get access to those as well. Um, but the next tier up gets you access as well to the Crams on Sunday morning. But yeah, Deposit Kingdom uh, cleaned up. It was an Ayuk week. Uh, is that now? I think that's two in a row, right? Two in a row of Ayuk outscoring Debo. Uh, so there you go. Uh, but the also one of my saving graces, I did go and look at that team that I had that barely missed the Best Ball Mania finals. Um, and it would have gotten absolutely dusted. Uh, which made me feel much better here. I can show you guys this one because I was, you know, I was pretty uh, heartbroken when this team didn't uh, sneak in here, lost by a couple points. But man, this team would have bombed. It did have Jawan Johnson on it. Um, but uh, when you look at the wide receivers, Devontae Smith uh, did nothing. Uh, Mike Evans didn't go off. Um, I guess the wide receivers were fine. You know, Rashi Rice had a decent game, but the running backs would have bombed. CMC, DeAndre Swift, James Cook, um, so yeah, I, the fact that I wouldn't have been in the hunt for best ball mania makes me, uh, very relieved because that would have been extremely tilting, uh, to have a team that narrowly missed that was live to win, uh, 10, 20, uh, thousand plus in best ball mania. I believe the guy who edged me out here, fantasy grinder had two teams, uh, in the best ball mania finals. Hmm. I see Karain's uh, uh, burner has logged in. I stand by my take that Robert Woods was a great last pick pick last week if he didn't get hurt. Oh, you're talking about Battle Royale. Uh, I don't know about that. He was not on my radar. I mean, the the, the reason why you don't have to um, get to players like Robert Woods um, in the six-person contest is because guys like Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins are not getting drafted in 100% of contests. Like, you just don't have to get that galaxy brain to get really good ceilings from guys who aren't getting drafted. Like, now if you want to switch to the 12-person contest, like, then we can start to talk. When 72 players are getting drafted, then a guy like Robert Woods uh, is firmly on uh, the radar. I think I drafted a couple Noah Brown teams in Battle Royale, but... Really, once you see the type of players like Isaiah Pacheco, who's projecting for 20-plus touches, um, not getting drafted in the majority of battle royales. You just don't have to get that gal brain there. Um, and it's the same thing every single week. The top plays end up, um, there end up only being like 15 to 16 of them. But because 36 players are drafted, the next 15 to 16 picks are naturally getting pushed up ahead of guys like Devontae Adams and Isaiah Pacheco. Let's check out on, I think it was uh, uh, our guy, uh, Paquant, who took down the Battle Royale in Week 17, which, uh, yeah, Paquant Pecan, uh, he won, what was it? The DraftKings Millie Maker two years ago, the year that Liam won uh, BBM2. He won the DraftKings Millie. Uh, shout out to him here with this sick lineup. Um, had the nuts here. Lamar Jackson to likely gets Devontae Adams, Brandon Ayuk, Kyron, and Travis Etienne. Um, when you look at these picks here, so he had 
Lamar at pick 14, ADP of 18.7. Kyron pick two, ADP of 2.6. ETN pick 23, ADP of 30. So he reached on ETN there. Ayuk, uh, he took right around ADP. Devontae Adams, though, this was this was the skeleton key pick for Week 17 Battle Royales here. Uh, 32.5, generally that means he's getting drafted around 30 to 40% of the time. So definitely a higher clip than like the, the Pachecos of the world, but still a really nice leverage piece when you get 31 points from a guy that uh, isn't 100% rostered. And then Isaiah likely was getting drafted in the majority of these uh, with Lamar Jackson. But this was a team where uh, it's basically just one uniqueness lever of scrolling down for Devontae Adams there. But really sick lineup here from uh, Pecan, Pequant, Pecan. Uh, and it's hilarious. How many points did Najee end up scoring on underdog uh, last week? Because he's the big Najee guy if I recall correctly. So uh, it would have been a lot more fitting if he had Najee on this team, but uh, have yourself a week, Pequant, Pecan. Exactly, yeah. Oh, geez, man, this is... This is way too generous here. We got Mr. Mr. Uh, let's circle back to the BBM leaderboard here because uh, if you guys were hanging out in the Hand Builder and OptoBro uh, channel on, uh, let me go to the BBDM leaderboard here if it's still up so we can show what sweat uh, Mr. Mr. had on uh, on Sunday. So we were all polling for uh, TM Longacre. This is Mr. Mr. who just sent that super chat over. Um, he was heading into Sunday night, and I believe he just needed 15 points from one of KJ Osborne or Romeo Dobbs, which, you know, not necessarily the two guys you'd most want to hang your hat on as far as needing 15 points, but still mega live. Like, I mean, you're talking about one kind of good game from, from these two guys, and you're talking about 3 million. You know, if Romeo Dobbs has the Jaden Reed game, then TM Longacre uh, is our uh, $3 million best ball mania champ. But just want to give a shout out uh, to him here, uh, just with a really fun team. And uh, I know it was was tough. He was in third place there for a while, 300000 and then drops down here for 60000 But uh, just an awesome run there. And it's fun, too, because you can look at this buddy list, and we can see who drafted the most with me this year. And uh, lo and behold, uh, Spags, because we did all of those shows on Splash Play, but then right behind him at 29 drafts was uh, TM Long Acre, a.k.a. Mr. Mr. there. Uh, just an awesome, awesome run and so stoked that you had uh, a great year. And man, I, I know it's uh, it's tough. I just want to also give you a shout out. You handled that sweat uh, with grace. You didn't seem to be tilting your face off in the way I know a lot of us would have been. And uh, thank you for sharing that sweat with us in the hand builder and opto bro discord. Uh, we were all rooting for you. I had spun together my companion sweat pick em, which was spicy KJ Osborne TD spicy, uh, Romeo Dobbs TD. They couldn't get it done. I mean, Romeo Dobbs had a few of those near misses, man. Jordan love was just uncorking deep balls to him and he couldn't haul those in. Um, but yeah, you can't, uh, ask for much more and just having that fun of a sweat in week 17 and, uh, in being live there for uh for three million so mr mister thank you for this uh very nice super chat and uh congratulations on a great run hmm. also shout out to tyler here happy new year to everyone new year same dgens yes please like please like and subscribe hmm yeah, it was a it was a splash play draft. He had posted the uh, the screenshot of it too. Uh, yeah, so some funny like little quirks. I think it was the um, there was a team that had made the best ball mania finals. Uh, that was from the team that Gretch and I all almost advanced. It was the drunken uh, best ball after dark stream where Gretch and I just came up a few points short of the best ball mania finals, and a team made it from that draft. So uh, there you go. Um, I guess when. Uh, you kind of do the, uh, you know, the butterfly effect of streaming 150 drafts. It makes sense that a couple uh, good teams would uh, would bubble up uh, from those. But yeah, uh, shout out again to everyone who drafted alongside us this summer. Did we cover who won the fastest slow draft? 
yeah, we should we should take a quick peek at some of these uh some of these randomizer drafts here. Let's see. I guess these would still be under the live tab. Oops, where are we? Um, why can't I find did these already all turn over? No, best ball. Here we go. Sorry. Getting lost on underdog right now. Um, all right, here's the world's fastest slow draft. De money. Demoney took it down. World's fastest slow draft. And he did make the highlight uh, video. By the way, if you guys missed that, uh, Lou Dog helped me put up a 2023 highlight video. You can find it on uh, the main part of the YouTube channel. Uh, and Demoney is on there. Uh, I believe his quote in the highlight video is, I don't even know who is on my team. He ends up taking it down uh, for uh, the victor of the world's fastest slow draft there. Line of scrimmage comes in second. Kevin Tompkins third. Star Kindler fourth. And apparently... Let me pop myself up here. Apparently hosting the world's fastest slow draft um, also leads to poor drafting because I finished in 12th place here with an Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff team. What was my other team that I was hosting? It was the underdog cardio club one. Is that in here? Here we go. What did I finish in the underdog cardio club? Also finished in 10th here. Uh, so if you if you really want the Pete Overzet uh, EV, Get me either trying to preside over the world's fastest slow draft or trying to lead a spin class while drafting. Although I did auto draft Adam Thielen on this team, so it's not all bad. Um, didn't win a single randomizer draft, which makes sense um, considering that the prompts are trying to tank everyone. Uh, but thank you to everyone who hopped in these uh, randomizer drafts. I see Essential won a couple of these. There's a there's a K, uh, a Casey. There's a Chipsy. Um, there's a Rolkin, Chris won a couple Willis there won the Scott Hansen one. That's a nice W to get under your belt. Um, who won the Leone one? We got Matt Murphy. There's another Casey top finish. Um, yes, uh, there you go. It'll be nice to, uh, to clear all of these out. The first draft I did was, uh, with underdog at the Super Bowl house here. I mean, look at this guy. Look at this guy, Jack. The one good team Jack drafted all year was the first team we drafted from the Super Bowl house here. Look at this, Jack. A Dak Daniel. Dude, Jack drafted Joe Flacco as a bit in this draft. And then it, it was the winning pick for him. Look at how sick that is. And I was going to say unstack Joe Flacco, but it was he wasn't even on a team at the time. I mean, that's just some sick stuff there from Jack. There you go. Drafting Joe Flacco as a bit, and then the bit coming to life. Mm. Mm. Um, all right. What else do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about some redacted here? Um, I know a bunch of you guys had um, some close calls, some big wins uh, here. We're going to have uh, – we got one of the Go Bills, Goes guys here. Um, we're going to have Sean – uh Stutzman on ship chasing on Thursday. He took down the uh what was it? The the big puppy, the main puppy there. We're gonna talk about that. Um, I believe uh John Boy is gonna come on the club this afternoon. He took down the slow puppy for 75,000. So we'll have a lot more time to celebrate uh some of these best ball champs there. Johnny, you finished third. Nice work. Um Copper says I'm kind of burnt out for NFL, hard to get motivated for some playoff best ball drafts. Uh, I feel you. I thought, uh, I've been firing at playoff best ball like early in the week, but now that I morphed into the cash game King, all I have time for is, uh, optimizing for floor projection and tinkering with my cash shell. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk a little, uh, playoff drafts on, uh, on the club, uh, this afternoon. Um, all right, let's hop over to, uh, draft Kings here. I ended up getting a couple lineups in. I believe this was my best lineup uh, for the audio listeners out there. It was a Brock Purdy double stack. Um, Brock Purdy, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. Um, what ended up kind of preventing me from having a really good day on Redacted is I ended up jamming a mini correlation of DeAndre Swift and Michael Wilson. Um, we kind of talked about it on the cram, but I ended up just thinking Michael Wilson was by far the best punt play on the slate. Easy and I had put him in our lineup on Saturday night as well, but I just thought at 3,500 low ownership in that matchup 
versus the Eagles secondary when we've seen a true ceiling from Michael William, uh, Wilson. He he pays off, right? He gets 15.5 points at 3,500, 6.3%. You'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. But DeAndre Swift, man, um, just could not uh, get there. Only 61 uh, rushing yards, only one reception. Kind of a bit of a bummer considering there was, you know, so many points scored in that game. End up playing a mini correlation here of Devon Achan and Zay Flowers, uh, which works out pretty well. And then uh, jammed just a, a chalky Zamir White. And then I correlated him with the Raiders defense. That did not work out well. Um, this one min caches here in the red zone. Um, yeah, some decent percentages here. Brock ended up being popular, 17%. Um, DeAndre Swift actually ended up being more popular than I thought. He comes in at almost 20% here. He must've been catching some late steam that I missed. Cause I just thought he was going to get squeezed because of the CMC stuff because of the Zamir white. Um, but yeah, he was not fully overlooked there. Feel good about the, um, the Niners percentages there. Ayuk 14.7 Kittle 9.7. Um, but yeah, nice, uh, Nice lineup here just doesn't get enough from Swift and the Raiders defense to get it done. Uh, let's see what took down this tournament. Um, oh yeah, it was the Terod Taylor double stacks. And, you know, I kind of, uh, I didn't mind the Terod Taylor skinnies. I didn't know if I had the stomach for the doubles, but that was clearly one of the skeleton keys to that uh, week 17 GPP slate. Uh, I feel disgusted just saying the word GPP, play a real man's game, DFS cash games. Um, but a nice team here, uh, pretty classic double stack with the bring back on Kyron Williams and then play some one-offs. Jonathan Taylor, that's who got squeezed. He got really squeezed there at only 7.2%. So man, if you would have told me in hindsight, do you want to play DeAndre Swift at, at 20% or Jonathan Taylor at 7%, that would have been an easy decision. Um, I wonder if it was because because Zamir White was catching so much ownership and people didn't want to play two running backs from the same game, I'm guessing that's what really drove down his ownership. But this is a pretty sick lineup. One-off DJ Moore at 2.9%. Um, One-off Zay Flowers at 14%. And then Isaiah Pacheco at 2% is just such a windmill dunk there. 32.5 points from Pacheco. And then the Broncos defense, who ended up being fairly popular, them and the Chargers look like the best defensive plays in that mid-range. They come in at 20%, but you get nine points from your defense there. Feel pretty good. Mm. Am I accepting head-to-heads? Yes, I'm accept ex uh, accepting head-to-heads. I can show you. I already have over four figures in head-to-heads booked here. Uh, revert Z-top. Here, I'll put it on the, I'll put it on a banner. Um, what do we got in here? Uh, we've got we've got stuff at all price points. We got 215s, we got 109s, we got 50s, we got 20s, we got 10s, we got fives, we got threes, we got twos, we got ones. We will we will accept action at any level. Although one of you out there, one of you, and I meant to write this name down, one of you sent me an EPL showdown head to head. Get that shit out of there because what happens is I click accept on these very quickly and I just hit accept, accept, accept. And I swear to God, if you try to sneak in some EPL bullshit on me, I will put you on blast and I will I will put a curse uh, on the rest of your life. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold myself to that. So please don't do that. Look, I mean, it's just, can you imagine? Can you imagine $2,072? And I want to be clear um, about this week. Like this isn't just about me, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm setting out to conquer here. This is for the entire DFS cash game community. My possible winnings are the DFS cash game community's winnings. So send me a head to head. What did I say I was going to do? Oh, I was going to put a banner here with my username so you can send it to me. I don't want to be full on, uh, Nate Noling here where it's impossible for you to send me, uh, a head to head. All right, there it is. Revert Z top. Did I spell it right? R E V E R T Z E E T O P. There you go. Send me a head to head. <sighs> mm. Yes. And if uh if you're sending me a head to head, you better make sure you got nine power law players in there because I'm going to be bringing the heat 
with my cash game. Power law players are best or bust. Um, all right. Uh, do we have anything here? Oh, yeah. We're going to review the uh, the DraftKings uh, uh, Deposit Kingdom tournament here. Um, let's first check out uh, D. Luca, who took this down. Uh, where should I put my video box? Eh. Let me zoom in, actually. Um, all right. Lamar Jackson to Isaiah Likely. And holy cow, took this down with no uh, Zay Flowers. Went down to Rashad Bateman. I didn't even realize Rashad Bateman got to 9.4 points. Uh, you want to talk about the power of correlation. Uh, it's Lamar Jackson <laughs> going for 39 points and somehow dragging Rashad Bateman along with him here. Does the bring back of Cedric Wilson, another really cheap uh, bring back here. I didn't want to have anything to do with Cedric Wilson, um, but ended up being a fine bring back here. Uh, gets in Rashi Rice, who I, I legitimately didn't like Rashi Rice as a one-off um, because I thought he was going to be super popular. Do you know what's hilarious? We're looking at the Deposit Kingdom tournament right here. 4.8%. 4.8% Rashi Rice. Rashi Rice was projecting for like, what was it? 20% in medium field. And, and we reviewed that on the cram. And I was like, man, I, I, I don't like that. Like if you want to stack up Mahomes with Kelsey and Rice, by all means, of course he comes in at 5% here. Rashi Rice at 5% is a pretty good play. Um, Devin Singletary, he was a guy that uh, I thought was kind of intriguing just because I did feel some steam on the CJ Stroud stuff. I know a lot of us were getting excited about those CJ Stroud double stacks. Singletary here um, only gets uh, 11.6 points, but at 5,600 and 7% ownership, seems like a fine play. Another one-off DJ Moore um, and Broncos defense here. Really the only chalky piece, Kyron Williams. I mean, this D Luca, I can't, actually sign off on this lineup because it offends my sensibilities of all of the galbraining you did. Personally, I'm a cash game player. I'd rather have just a lineup full of 25% Kyron Williams, but congratulations nonetheless on shipping the Deposit Kingdom Weekly League. Speaking of which, I put my request in. I have not received the link, but this week's um, Deposit Kingdom tournament will be a double up. All right. None of this like five people win, six people win. No. Half of the community will be winners in week 18 when I share this double up. What do we got here? Uh, I suck at cash, but here's a thanks for the content instead. Bink the poodle. Let's go. Can't wait to do it all again. Shout out Lundar. Uh, appreciate that super chat. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff there. What did, uh, not to uh, to be uncouth, but uh, what did you take down in the poodle? What was up top at the poodle? Let me know. Uh, Yosh had a profitable best ball season. This was, this summer was the most fun I had in a long time. Thanks for everything you and the guys do appreciate it. Yes, I will be doing some two mans on underdog. I, I need to, you know, kind of, um, you know, really whip into shape the cash game community on underdog. It took me like 30 minutes yesterday to fill a, a double doink lineup, uh, lobby. I was having to drum up drafters in the badge bros channel sent out the ping alerts still sitting there waiting and waiting so uh where are all my cash game kings at i need you guys in the double doink lobby i mean let me just show you guys this this payout structure it's it's perfect it's really how tournaments are meant to be constructed let's go over here i did see we have the triple doink it's a little better but i don't know man tripling up just feels, I don't know, a little too aggressive to me. But this double doink, this double doink is where it's at. It's a $5 entry, very palatable price point. 2,256 entrants. We got a 10K prize pool, okay? And look at how smooth this payout structure is. Finishers one through 1,000 each double up their money. 1,000 winners, 1,000. Do you know how incredible that is? And we only have 107 entrants. Screw it right now. I'm hopping in the double doink. I'm using my stream power right now to fill a double doink. Here we go. Let's rip it. Thirty k in the poodle. Let's go. 101 influencer. 101 for the double doink. I don't even know how to send a head ahead. That's how much cash I play. You'll figure it out. Just mash enough buttons on there. 
It'll end up in my inbox. All right. Um, I will be drafting strictly the players who project for the most points um, within the underdog projection system. ADP, you can't trust ADP because you got too many people in here trying to galaxy brain stuff. What I like to do, I like to just scroll down here. 15.8, 14.5. Oh, Jalen Hurts, 22.2 points. Is there a player projected for more than that in the underdog app? I don't see it. Do you see a quarterback projected for more than 22? I don't. See a running back projected for more than 22? I don't. See a wide receiver? Nope. See a tight end? Nope. Easy selection. You play the best plays, the guys who project for the most points. It doesn't have to be hard, guys. This doesn't have to be hard. And right now, I wish Underdog had a button where I could exclude the rest of the Eagles from my player pool right now. I'm not trying to open myself up to more variants with a stack, all right? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, we're going naked. I mean, this guy, Jalen Hurts, when you got a peach of an ass like Jalen Hurst, you don't need to stack him. All you do is you get this guy to fall in the end zone 19 times and you win the double doink. We're out here grinding. We're out here grinding. How much rake do we have in this bad boy? 11.3%. I, I feel like Numi and Hope could have made it rake free for cash game week. I feel like you guys could have made the double doink rake free. We're trying to grow the game out here. How about this? Numi, Hope, double doink two, rake free edition. How about this? If we fill this, if we fill this soon, can we get double doink two, rake free edition? I think the people deserve it. It's time to rally the community around the best contest structure on underdog. I need more coffee. Let's check out some of these picks here. I don't really like taking the wide receivers um, over these running backs. There, It's just an added variable. Like if you really think about it, think about how much has to happen for the quarterback to throw the ball to a wide receiver. You get these running backs, the, the amount, the distance the ball has to travel to get into their possession, it's inches. The quarterback literally just puts the ball in their belly. Do you know what we call that? We call that projectable volume. Do you know what happens when you introduce variables like a quarterback throwing to a pass catcher? There's wind, there's rain, there's defenders, there's referees getting in the way. There's so many things. This is why you always want to bank who's the most, who touches the ball no matter what on every single play. First the center, but we're not allowed to draft him. Then it's the quarterback. You always take the quarterback first. After that, you take the running backs. It doesn't have to be hard. You're just trying to say who gets the ball with the highest frequency. It's quarterback. Then it's two running backs. Then it's two wide receivers. And then you take the dusty tight end as your final pick. Man, are you you guys are really bleeding the clock here. How are we ever going to get this filled and get to double doing two if you guys are bleeding the clock on every single pick? Thank you, Raymond. Cash game is how you gradually build a bankroll. Cash game is life. Cash game, it's it's a mentality. It's a lifestyle. Once you start playing cash games, you see the you see life through an entirely different lens. God. I want here's the thing too, right? Like it's great that Lundar gets to put winner of the poodle in his bio. But the great thing about the double doink is that a thousand of us can update our bio as winners of the week 18 double doink. Do you know how incredible that is? We should be doing more things to encourage people to fill these lobbies. When do we get a special double doink badge? Maybe we get, can we get an add-on, an avatar add-on? That's like a condom, like three condoms. And if you if you cash in the double doink, your dog gets a condom. All right, I got to grab a running back. Um, who's, who projects for the most points here? 13.6 for Brees, 13.2 for Gibbs, 13.4. The only thing, oh no, Alvin Kamara at 13.9. Look at this. Look at these people. Is he, he's got the Q tag diagnosed with sprained ankle. Oh no, we got to avoid that. I guess we got to go to Brees. Shit, that was a close call. 
these underdog projections trying to steer me in the wrong direction. All right, who's the next highest? Gibbs at 13.2. Saquon at 13.4. That's what we need. A steady hand, but man, that's I don't like that positive correlation with Jalen Hurts. I think we're opening ourselves up to too much variance with Barkley and Hurts in the same game. I think we got to go down to Bijan. No. Yeah, Bijan at 13.3. I think it's Bijan, guys. There we go. Some safe, projectable volume. Man, that was tough. That was tough. I just like the Barkley stuff, man. When I saw that correlation, someone have the does someone have the correlation uh, matrix? Because I swear to God, if I see any bit of green between QB and Oppo RB1, you can't click it. You can't click it. <sighs> Beastburf, I'm allowed to bleed the clock. I'm on stream talking through my thoughts, trying to grow this game. How am I supposed to get more people in the double doink lobby if I'm not explaining the kind of critical thinking you have to apply to your decisions? This isn't like some battle royale draft where you can just click any button and justify it. Well, he's not going to be on a lot of rosters. Oh, well, what if this stack hits? No, there are entirely different considerations when you're playing in the double doink. And forgive me for just wanting to teach for a goddamn second to grow this game so we can have some goddamn liquidity on the greatest tournament on underdogfantasy.com. <sighs> Guys, if you don't like the projectable volume that I'm putting onto my lineup, take it up with the underdog projections, okay? If you got an issue with that, take it up with the projections. I'm not here to IKB. I'm here to trust the math. And if underdog is going to put a little number if it didn't matter, why would it be there, guys? Answer me that. If that projection didn't matter, why would Underdog put it there? They could put anything there. Anything. But they put the projection. The answers to the test have been there all along, and it's like you guys don't even care. You guys wonder why you lose in all these best ball tournaments? Because you're not looking at the projection. I'll just take Gabe Davis in the fourth round. What if he has a spike week? Have you ever just thought about drafting the guy who projects for the most points? Thank you, Matt. I'm putting this money, this $3.69 super chat, immediately back into the double doink ecosystem. I get irritated, Rand Dazzler, because you guys are all chasing rainbows and little pots of gold at the end of the poodle. You ever think of hopping in the double doink, just doubling up your money, rolling up your sleeve, going to work with a lunch pail, and actually supporting the economy? Hang on, I'm back on the clock. I'm back on the clock. It's time to get some wide receivers. Who projects for the most? 12.9, Devontae Adams. Oh, 14.5, Jamar Chase. What a steal. Does anyone project for more than 14.5? Holy cow. What are we doing? What are we doing with this Jamar Chase ADP? Did you guys not see the projection? Does anyone project for more than Devontae Adams? 12.9. Look at you, Fish. You Fish are out here. Trey McBride had like four points last week. Do you know how many points Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams, a Hall of Fame wide receiver who just dropped 31, and you guys are going to let me get him at 4.7? That's why there will always be an edge in the double doink. There will always be an edge in the double doink. Look at how much projectable volume I've jammed into this. Holy shit. Jalen Hurts. Brees Hall. Bijan Robinson. Jamar Chase. Devontae Adams. Five uncorrelated pieces that project for more points than your dusty lineup. Take notes. Take some goddamn notes. Now, we set our sights on tight end. And this is going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky. They're going to want us to take Dallas Goddard. Do you see what the, the average draft position industrial complex is trying to do? They're trying to get us to stack Jalen Hurts with Dallas Goddard. That might be fine for the Battle Royale. If they hit, they hit together. Are you sure, Pete? Jalen Hurts might take Dallas Goddard along for the ride. Fuck that. I don't want a ride. I want $10. 
And I'll tell you what, Dallas Goddard opens me up to an amount of variance that makes me, frankly, uncomfortable. Underdog should have an option where you could just remove guys from your player pool. I do not want to see an eagle. I don't want to see these guys anymore. Eagles, I want to see none of them. Devonta Smith, redacted. Kenneth Gainwell, redacted. Quez Watkins, redacted. Julio Jones, two TDs last week, by the way. Are you fucking kidding me? Redacted. Olamide Zacchaeus, redacted. Jack Stoll, redacted. I don't want to see any Eagles on my screen. It is, you know, I am, I'm far less likely to let you know who's in my shell right now, but I do feel like as an ambassador to the cash game ecosystem on underdog that I do need to do some teaching. I do need to do some education right now. All right. Who projects for the most Jake, Jake Fergie, Dallas, Washington. I have no other correlation. That's a nice selling point. Jake Ferguson at 8.8 points. Can anyone top? Oh, no, wait. So I just, did I get just sniped on Ferguson? That's fine. We're going to go to George Kittle. We got an uncorrelated. God, no, I can't do George Kittle. This projection, it's baking in too much of a ceiling. George Kittle is liable to get like four points. Do you know who I need? I need Evan Ingram. Now, this is a really teachable moment because I am a slave to the projections, but I have to IKB this one point difference here because we all know that the median outcome for Evan Ingram is far higher than George Kittle's. This is a mean median conversation. I can't do George Kittle. I cannot do George Kittle in the double doink. If I show up here next Monday with a three-pointer from George Kittle after Evan Ingram got 19 targets, I would never be able to live with myself. And this is why it's hard because I, I know you guys want hard and fast rules. You Hey, just take the highest projected player in order of quarterback, running back, wide receiver, then tight end. But sometimes you need to apply a little bit of soft science. As my friend Sammy Reed said, there is a teeny bit of art. It's mainly science, but there's just a little bit of art. And sometimes that art means flipping George Kittle and Evan Ingram. <sighs> Man, that was a rush. That was an absolute rush. Double doink. What's our max entries on the double doink? 67 max entries. Can you believe that? 67. What's the math on that? If I max this bad boy? Come on, Google. Just tell me. 67 times 5 is $335. And then do you know what you do? If you draft the best plays, you do that. You times it by 2. $670. That's how much money you make if you sweep the double doink like I am. <sighs> I know. They should have done 69. Knew me in hope. I'm begging you for a bigger double doink. And, I, hey, look, I put this on Twitter. I put this on Twitter the other day, yesterday. This is what I want to see for next year. I'm putting this out into the world right now. I would love to see a large field double up contest in the best ball space next year. I'm trying to manifest this, guys. $10 entry, $20 million prize pool. A million winners would be so great for the game. Would be so great for the game. What is Davis's DK name? I think it's just Davis Matic. I think it's just one word. Very clean branding angle by him. Mm. Yeah, actually, I need to go back and see my uh, my projection on that. Look at that. Can anyone can anyone top that projection on double doink? That's gonna have to be a that's gonna have to be a tweet. Wow, all caps here. Can anyone top? There we go. All right, guys. I got a lot of work to do. Um, as much as I'd like to just dick around here on stream all day, I need to go in the lab. Um, I need to go update my shell. I need to do some meditation. Um, that I need to finish the rest of the Huberman and David Goggins 
podcast, which is really just amping me up to find the safest floor plays on the slate. And um, yeah, so it's going to be a busy week around here. I apologize for all the tournament talk, uh, you know, the best ball talk. It's time to start playing a real game. Okay. Cash games, double doink, head to heads. I need to register for the large field, massive double up the 50, the 25. I'll, I'll just say this. I'll leave you on this. If you don't have the same lineup as me this week, you played bad. Full stop. Full stop. So I want you guys to all do your best getting inside my brain. I mean, the the best case scenario for this week is we chop. That's the best case scenario for everyone. Do you know how happy that would make me feel to know that my community who sends me head-to-heads play so well that they have the same lineup as me. That's what we're striving for. So I'm going to be working my ass off this week. I expect you guys to. My name's Pete Overzet, the Cash Game King. We'll see you in the head-to-head lobby.